You're listening to Julie's Library, where books bring us together. Today we're reading Marilyn's Monster by Michelle Knudsen, illustrated by Matt Phelan. Hello, I'm Julie Andrews, and I'm so glad you're here. In my mind, the most wonderful place to be is one where books are nearby. Maybe you have a tall stack on your bedside table, or a backpack that holds some favorites. Or maybe you go to a library like the one I'm in and stand among bookshelves full of lovely stories. Each unopened book holds a promise. A promise to take us on a journey, introduce us to new friends, make us laugh and wonder and dream. Hi, Mom. Oh, hello, Emma. Listeners, this is my daughter, Emma Walton-Hamilton. She loves books just as much as I do. In fact, she and I have written lots of books together. We have. We make a very good team. Well, I think we do. Today, we've pulled a wonderful book off the shelves to share with you. It's about a girl that goes looking for a monster. But not a scary monster. Right. Most of the time when we talk about monsters, there's something to be frightened of. But in this book, monsters are kind, helpful, and fun. And everyone has their own special monster friend. Isn't it awesome how books can do that? They can create imaginary worlds where the normal rules don't apply. Well, that's what makes them so special. Can you imagine a world where a monster was your friend? What would your monster look like? What would you do together? My monster would be fuzzy and cuddly, like a puppy, and we would play games and go everywhere together. What about you, Mom? What would your monster be like? Mm, my monster would be a helping monster. He would help me solve problems and protect me whenever I was scared. We asked some friends to imagine their monsters, too. Let's hear what they came up with. My monster would be a silly monster. It would be a giant pink fluffy ball that had sparkles around it. My monster would look like a human, except that it's blue and covered in transparent fur. Me and my monster would play b-ball together. I would have a phoenix, but light blue, and I would cover her with clouds and pretend that she was a cloud, so everybody would be like, ah! Wow, what incredible imaginations you all have. Yes, those sound like monsters I'd like to meet. We'd love to hear about more friendly monsters. Send us a drawing or a message describing yours by visiting julieslibraryshow.org. Maybe we'll hang your artwork on the library fridge. Great idea. <laughs> yes. Now, it's time for a quick break before we read today's book. We'll be back in just a moment. We want to share with you a new podcast that we think you'll like. It's called The 10 News. The 10 News keeps young people informed with news stories from around the world to your backyard. Hear about current events, the arts, fascinating facts, and special guests like Julie Andrews. That's right. Julie Andrews, her daughter Emma, and her granddaughter Hope are all appearing on the new episode of The 10 News. Listen to The 10 News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. 
My absolute favorite spot in the library is our reading nook. It's the perfect place to snuggle in for story time. With cozy pillows all around, a glowing lamp shines its light on the pages. There's a squishy rug under our feet. And we like to save space in a comfy armchair for any friendly monsters that may drop in for a visit. You never know. Now that we're all settled in, let's open today's book. Marilyn's Monster by Michelle Knudsen Some of the kids in Marilyn's class had monsters. It was the latest thing. Marilyn didn't have a monster. Not yet. You couldn't just go out and get one. Your monster had to find you. That's just the way it worked. Some kids woke up to find their monsters had chosen them while they slept. Some kids got their monsters on the way home from school, or on the bus, or in the park. Timmy's monster chose him right in the middle of a history test. At first, Marilyn wasn't even worried about it. Eventually, her monster would find her too. There were still a bunch of kids who didn't have monsters yet. But then Franklin got his at the library. And Rebecca got hers while riding her bike. And Lenny got his while he was running away from some mean older kids who kept picking on him. Nobody picked on Lenny anymore after that. After a while, Marilyn was the only one left without a monster. She knew she wasn't supposed to try to look for him, but she kind of did anyway. She hung around the library, hoping. She poked around the playground, pretending not to look under the slide and behind the climbing bars. She watched the others with their monsters, playing and laughing and having fun, and never being alone. At night, when her room was dark and scary, Marilyn thought about how good it would be to have her monster there beside her. We're sure you'll get your monster soon, said her parents. I bet you'll never get one, said her brother. It probably came already and took one look at you and ran the other way. Marilyn tried to be patient. She tried to believe her monster was still coming. She made sure she brushed her hair very carefully every morning and wore pretty clothes and smiled a lot and tried to look very friendly and interesting and smart and fun to be around. She tried to be the kind of girl no monster could resist. But at the end of the week, her monster still hadn't come. She was afraid that maybe her brother was right. Maybe I'm better off without a monster, she told her friend Deborah at school. They seem like a lot of work. Hmm, said Deborah. She didn't really seem to agree. Maybe your monster's just running late, said Margaret. Maybe it's invisible and it's been here all along and you didn't even notice, said Jerome. That night in her room... 
Marilyn whispered into the scary dark. Are you invisible? Have you really been here all along? But if her monster was there, he didn't say so. Marilyn stopped trying to seem pretty and nice and friendly and fun all the time. She stopped looking around in the library and the playground after school. She started feeling mad. Where was her monster? What was taking him so long? She was so mad, sometimes she thought maybe she really didn't want a monster. What was so great about monsters anyway? But they were pretty great. She could see that they were. She wanted one more than she could say. That's it, Marilyn said one morning. I'm going to find my monster. You can't, said her brother. That's not the way it works. Maybe, said Marilyn, but you don't really know. Maybe my monster is different. She put on her good walking shoes and packed a thermos of juice and a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Then she made a second sandwich and put that in her bag too. Marilyn went out and started looking. She didn't just kind of look, she really looked. She looked as hard as she could. She searched behind the stone lions that sat outside the library. She checked beneath the benches at the playground and the park. She went down the winding path through the woods and out into the big field with the wildflowers. She didn't see her monster. Marilyn stopped in the middle of the field. She closed her eyes and stood very still. She thought about trying to sing a beautiful song, like those princesses in movies did sometimes, that made all the little animals come and sit on their shoulders. She thought about trying again to be patient and wait and hope that her monster would find her someday soon. Then she took a deep, deep breath and shouted in her loudest, loudest voice, where are you? Then, very softly, she heard a voice say, Here. Marilyn followed the voice. It was very quiet, but she could hear it very clearly. She followed it across the field and into the woods on the other side and over to a tall, tall tree. And there was her monster, half hidden among the leaves. I got lost, her monster said in his small, soft voice. And then I got scared, and then I got stuck. Her monster had two lovely wings. They were tangled and caught in the branches. Marilyn climbed up and very gently helped her monster get free. I kept hoping you would come and find me, her monster said. I'm sorry it took me so long, Marilyn said back. Then they sat there together and had peanut butter and banana sandwiches and juice. When they were ready, Marilyn's monster lifted her up and flew her all the way back home. 
Oh, honey, said her parents, your monster found you at last. We found each other, Marilyn said. She and her monster smiled together. It's not supposed to work that way, her brother said. Marilyn just looked at him. She didn't think he was right about that. She thought there were a lot of different ways that things could work. And that night, when Marilyn went to bed, the dark didn't seem so scary. Marilyn wasn't sad or afraid or lonely. She was happy. Marilyn's monster was too. The End That's such a wonderful story. Thanks for reading it, Mom. Oh, my pleasure, Emma. It really seemed like Marilyn wasn't going to find her monster, Mm. and I felt so badly for her. It reminded me of the time when all my friends could ride a two-wheeler and I still had training wheels. But you did get there, just like Marilyn. She was patient, she wouldn't give up, and that made a big difference. Right. If she had listened to some of the advice people gave her, she might never have found her monster. It just goes to show you there's no one right way to do something. All Marilyn's friends had to do was wait, and their monsters found them. But that didn't work for Marilyn. She had to be creative and try something different. Exactly. She trusted her instincts, and they led her to the right place. Oh, that sound means we have a new message. We get messages at the library from lots of different people and places. It's always fun hearing from friends. Well, let's see who today's message is from. Hi, Julie and Emma. It's Michelle Knudsen, the author of Marilyn's Monster. Sometimes ideas for books just pop into my head. So for this story, I saw an image in my mind of a classroom, and some of the kids had monsters sitting on their desks or looking at them through the window, and there was one girl sitting all alone who didn't have a monster. I really wanted to know the story behind it. It made me feel a little sad for her because she was the only one and different from everybody else in the room. I think I was pretty close to the end of the story before I realized that Marilyn was going to be the one to find her monster and not the other way around. There's a line at the end of the book where Marilyn's brother tells her that's not how things work. And she thinks to herself, there's a lot of different ways that things can work. And I think that's a really important message. There's never just one right way for things to happen. Thank you so much for sharing my book. Bye. How exciting to hear from the author herself. I love hearing how people get inspiration for their stories. Yes, Marilyn's Monster is such a sweet book. I'll be thinking about those wonderful, friendly monsters for a long time. Speaking of wonderful, before we go, it's time for... Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words. The wonderful thing about words is that you can take them with you wherever you go. One from today's story that I just love is... thermos. (laughs) It's so fun to say, but it's also a very useful thing. It can keep your hot things hot and your cold things cold. That's true. One of my favorite words is serendipity. 
It's fun to say serendipity. It's a happy word. It means when something good happens by accident. It's sort of good luck. Yes. When Marilyn found her monster in the field, that was serendipity. She Mm -hmm. just happened to look in the right place. Let's hear some of our listeners' wonderful words. My favorite word is why. Achoo! Macaroon. Train. Homo sapien. My favorite word is infinitesimal. And it's also kind of fun to say chicken because it's super funny and funky. (laughs) What wonderful words. We can't wait to hear more. You can share more wonderful words with us at julieslibraryshow.org. You might hear some of them in future episodes. Thank you so much for reading with us today. We love sharing new books with our friends. Emma and I will be back next week with another story that we've picked out just for you. Until then, happy reading. Bye-bye. Julie's Library is hosted and produced by Julie Andrews and me, Emma Walton-Hamilton. The featured book in this episode was Marilyn's Monster by Michelle Knudsen, illustrated by Matt Phelan and published by Candlewick Press. Thanks to the team at Candlewick. We always recommend picking the book up for yourself. You can find Marilyn's Monster at your local library or bookstore. Check out those monsters in action. For more book recommendations, head to julieslibraryshow.org. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll receive special activities and notes from Mom and me. Julie's Library is produced by Molly Bloom, Elissa Dudley, Rosie DuPont, Tracy Mumford, Mark Sanchez, and Sandon Totten. Our executive producer is Lauren D. Digital production is by Christina Lopez, and original music is from Allison Leighton Brown. Sound design is by Phoebe Wang, and sound mixing is by Corey Schreppel and Eric Romani. Special thanks to Cynthia Daniels at Monk Music Studios, Lily Kim, Jill Riley, and Sam Hamilton. Also, thanks to Benjamin Wiener's first grade class from St. Anne's School in Brooklyn, the Bureau of Fearless Ideas in Seattle, 826NYC, and the Brooklyn Superhero Supply Company. And thank you to everyone who shared their words and ideas in today's episode. That's Jackson, Leo, Estrella, Milan, and Christopher from Brooklyn, New York, Chaitanya from Chennai, India, Coco from Minneapolis, Cora from Roseville, Minnesota, Mackenzie from New York, and Abigail from Egan, Minnesota. Julie's Library is a production of American Public Media. See you next time for another great story. Listeners, our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best. Like vampires versus werewolves, ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts.